0: and welcome to a bonus episode of middle of the road the podcast this week we are discussing new release that was delayed from last year
1: and isn't playing and anywhere is anymore. not
0: playing in the movie theaters <laughs> that are closed uh, and that's the hunt uh, ben and i went out and saw this on the opening night maybe we shouldn't have but we were there and we social distanced from everybody but ourselves while we were there and this was a couple days before we went in full worrying lockdown mode but um Yeah, uh, we were going to do this for the podcast, and then uh, we didn't, because it was not accessible to our other two co-hosts. This might be coming out on VOD.
1: Well, supposedly you can rent it for $20 for 48 hours starting Friday.
0: So that's in the past, so you can, uh, by the time you're hearing this, so you can definitely rent it. This film, we'll actually, we'll do a very brief spoiler-free section, I guess, on general thoughts, but then... But you can't really talk about this movie a whole lot, unless you start spoiling the movie, which gets off, mm-hmm. gets things going pretty quickly. The premise that got it in trouble—it was a bunch of about a bunch of liberal elites who are hunting some MAGA deplorables—was the way it was framed, and that caused our president to make a big deal about it. And then there was a couple of shoot, mass shootings, and they delayed the release of the movie. And now it came out the week. That theater shut down because of the COVID-19 breakout. But yeah, it was directed by, I believe, Craig Zobel, who's, I've seen three of his movies, and I like all three of them, uh, including this one. Compliance is a really weird, fucked up movie that's very frustrating to watch, and it's based off real life. And Z for Zachariah was an interesting uh, post-apocalyptic movie. Margot Robbie, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Chris Pine. Uh, This movie stars a bevy of people and was written by Damon Lindelof and Nick Cuse. Also produced by Lindelof. And yeah, I was enjoying myself from start to finish. Had a blast. Was laughing. I enjoyed the irreverent humor. It does not take, well... I don't know if it. It doesn't feel like it's taking sides with anybody.
1: I feel like it. Yeah, it. It. it there's. There are definite heroes and villains, but it also like. There's only.
0: There's only one. There's only one hero in the movie.
1: Hero, hero, but yeah, but it's like both sides are kind of like these exaggerated caricatures mm-hmm. of their political
0: stances. It, it gives you something Leafs to end. laugh at, no matter. I think it's pretty, you're Pretty. You yeah. You, if, if you were a right-wing inclined person, you would laugh at the character of the liberal people. Well, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you'd think it's real. I don't know. That's the, I guess it plays pretty fair with that.
1: I think, yeah. I don't like, and I think that's something that wasn't shown well in the trailers, maybe like and I think that's part of why maybe this movie got some ire at first. But it's like I was I was discussing it with my folks actually, and it's kind of like not to the same degree, but it's like it it reminds me of South Park mm-hmm. where it's like the reason South Park has been able to get away with some pretty racy jokes is because they make fun of everybody. It's not like nobody nobody is off limits, and that's like they play it fair in that sense. And I think that's what this movie does as well.
0: I'd agree, and beyond that. Like, that's only part of the fun. I think it provides plenty of laughs, but I think Zobel's film is just really well made from start to finish and has some fun set pieces, and I think the script finds ways to surprise you. Outside a minor flashback at the end, I think I was pretty much uh, entertained with... The the flashback isn't bad, it just feels out of place, especially where it falls in the movie. I get it's trying to set up the finale, but I don't even know if we needed that. I, I think the conversation... That our eventual heroine has with our supreme villain uh, gets across any information we needed to know about the bad guy in the finale. So, yeah, that's my two mm-hmm. cents. Ben, you want to add any more? I know you like the movie more than I did, and I w- was pretty high on I it. I mean,
1: not, not a whole lot more, I don't think. Like, I mean... What did you give me? You gave it four out of five. Mm. I gave it four and a half out of five. Right now, this is my favorite movie I've seen in 2020. I just, I, like like you said, it gets going really quickly. And once it does, it never lets up. Like, I, I feel like, because I mean, I remember seeing the trailer and looking at it almost as like a horror or thriller, but this is much more of like an action with like elements of comedy to it, even.
0: It's never not trying to be funny.
1: Yeah. And it's like, there's some stuff that some people are like, well, that's not funny. Like with some of the deaths, but I, I mean, you and I were laughing pretty loud, you know, quite a lot through a lot of these moments. And I think it's smart. I think it's paced expertly. It's it's barely an hour and a half, but it gets a lot done in that time. The characters are great, despite being, you know, these overblown caricatures. And it's just a lot of fun. Like I, I haven't had this much fun in a movie this year and who knows maybe i won't again because of our current uh coronavirus situation
0: so i think ben and i both definitely recommend the hunt and yeah
1: would you recommend renting it for 20 bucks if like if someone wants to see it do you think if you were interested
0: in it for sure definitely rent it if you didn't get a chance to go in the theaters and you had an interest in seeing it i don't think you'll be Disappointed.
1: I think it's yeah, I I don't think it's one that needed to be seen on a big screen. And I think it's like I don't know if I'd pay twenty dollars unless you're really, really excited because that's a lot of money. Give it four and a half stars. Yeah, but again, I wouldn't pay twenty dollars to see a movie. I would pay twenty dollars if I have someone sitting with me to watch it, like the same price as a ticket, essentially, for two people.
0: If you give a movie four and a half stars, you better be ready to pay twenty dollars to see it.
1: I you know, I might. (laughs) But it's like I can't I can't tell someone to do that
0: i mean that's technically like, like it, five right? to six bucks more than a a week yeah i mean t- i'm definitely gonna ticket. rent
1: it i'm gonna rent it but it's like i i can understand people not wanting to uh, until they're sure how good it is now that i know how good it is i'm definitely gonna rent it again
0: well that seems silly just wait for the blu-ray <laughs> go watch the hunt it's a good time and with that spoilers for the hunt with that we're gonna get into spoilers so spoilers mm, sure spoilers
1: spoilers
0: spoilers spoilers all the spoilers spoilers
1: yeah holy shit emma roberts like... oh, i didn't
0: even know she who that was um
1: oh i did like she was in a lot of the promotions i was like oh so she must be one of the main characters along with um is it Ike Barinholtz Mm -hmm. is that his name like I was like okay so maybe them and Betty Gilpin will be the main characters it's like no okay I
0: hadn't seen anything for this a trailer even for this movie so and to be honest Emma Roberts is not a recognized the only person I knew who Ike Barinholtz was the guy what's his name Justin Hartley looked familiar in a handsome leading man way but i had no i I don't watch this is us so i had no connection to him Uh, obviously i know who hillary swank was but she doesn't show up to the last 15 20 minutes of the movie betty gilpin i've only seen one episode a couple episodes of glow which is what she's most well known for so i i honestly like i was as the carnage started at the beginning i could have bought any of them being the main character so it worked really well on me but i i was not i was surprised but it was not surprised because oh hey it's emma roberts I was surprised because I think the filmmaking does a good job of misleading you on who you're going to be following for the rest of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reacting to the filmmaking, not the casting decisions.
1: Well, I think I think it's like I I had these preconceived notions on who would make it near the end, if not all the way. And I mean, I had assumed that, Ever, that Emma Roberts was going to be our final
0: girl. I, um, I, I guess I knew. like I, I had <laughs> heard that that Betty Gilpin is the standout from the movie so I guess I knew that she was gonna, but I also didn't know who she was she would last I didn't know who least, she was right, yeah. like honestly I was like is this the Betty Gilpin and when it was Emma Roberts running her I didn't I, yeah and then pfft, yeah.
1: nope <laughs> okay I also I gotta say like Betty Gilpin just like the way like some of the her facial expressions like when she's slightly tilting in the car holding up and like getting her feet ready to kick him I was just laughing at that she's She's a great like great like has a lot of body body language that I thought was really
0: funny um, she's really weird in this movie like it's like
1: Extremely. I think I think
0: <laughs> I, I, this is not my original idea but it's true is like I it's it's like one of the weirdest lead performances I've ever seen in a movie before <laughs> like there's no grounding for her in the real world at all but yeah you
1: can't you can never really like put yourself in her shoes yeah and
0: i also think she does a good job of you can't really get a good read on her either like her big her first big moment when she shows up to the shop after our latest they
1: killed the others yeah yeah with the the as as you
0: think ike barenholz might become the the lead her big reveal when she kills them and is like the the uh, you, fu- you you fucked, fucked up, up yeah. bitch! Like that comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and it really leans into the the red the redneck angle that you think she's supposed to be. But then you know, by the end of the movie, she's you know she's talking about yeah. how cultured she is, and I mean that's yeah, the whole like, point. You know,
1: throws the animal farm like comment back at Hillary Swank's character, mm-hmm. like the snowball reference. That was that was really cool. I also just love that she was there by accident like they fucked up and they got the wrong person and that's why she was able to like murder all of these people
0: i wish they would have had a little bit more time to play with that a little bit more that that reveal comes in like the last three minutes of the movie basically yeah also didn't make much sense how they screwed that up but it, it's fine it, it works for the movie and the character i kind of wish she didn't she would have spared the military guy <laughs> i thought she was for a second there uh the the trainer but i guess he's he's got blood on his hands too
1: i mean yeah i mean he was training them to kill these people like he knew what it was all about
0: tears from the sun money must have ran out for him
1: um is this like in theaters or something (laughs) like the irony of that now this movie being pulled from theaters is pretty like great
0: but yeah i mean i i think every new little set piece is good i think ethan supley was really great In his sequences too, and
1: who was he? I'm sorry.
0: He was the guy with her on the train.
1: Oh yeah, okay. The podcaster.
0: Yes, that was a great joke, (laughs) and that was like the darkest it gets, I think. And actually, the 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 hardest it is to kind of like laugh at, I think, is when he's talking about you know crisis actors and stuff like that, because like that really is, like, super fucked up that people believe that shit, and... Yeah. Like, it's not just, like, a character, people having a misunderstanding of, you know, a, a a blanket, you know, prejudice about who someone is. It's, like, actively destroying our world, that people that think like that, and you are so far gone from reality if you believe crisis actors are a real thing. Well, I mean,
1: but that's... Yeah, and it's, like, I don't think that was as funny as, like, with the, the liberal side. Like, I th- I think it, it it's meant... I don't think it's meant to be as funny as the rest. I think it's meant to be, like, they're as, like you said, detached from reality as these people who are literally hunting human beings. Yeah, that's true. Some of these guys are so far, but on the other end of that spectrum, Mm -hmm. you
0: know? But I think that...
1: Crazy is on both sides.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is he's a real person in real life. There's nobody. There's no liberal group going around hunting real people. I get they're both on two ends of an absurdity, but the sad the the reason.
1: Yeah, one of them actually. Exists one of them actually the does, does exist, and one is yeah.
0: operating in this caricature,
1: and only operating because they made a joke about it.
0: And, and I then, I, like... I I chuckled about it and at the, the the crisis actor stuff. I think that was the ballsiest they went. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how funny it was, but I did kind of appreciate that they went that far. Outside of that, I think most of the humor is, does fall in like the more, you know, easy sophomoric range, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't, I think the movie knows it's, it's taking easy shots at everybody. And I think that it's also funny and interesting that how easy it is to make fun of everybody shows just how absurd we kind of are and how we've, View other people. Just how,
1: yeah, and how insane our political divide is at this point.
0: Yeah, like it doesn't take much. It it looks stupid because it is stupid.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean that that gas station sequence from when they kill Ike Baronholtz and all those people to when Betty Gilpin leaves—that's my favorite part of the movie. Because like even the couple when they're cleaning up the bodies. And there's just like, oh, he, he was, it's like he has a wedding break. Well, he was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He probably used the N-word, you know, mm-hmm. even with his friends. It's just like, oh my God, these people are so fucking terrible too. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that but, was that, the best scene at, com- at like, um, contrasting the two as well. Like how. Yeah. 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 I did love how Ike Berenholtz ended up on their list. is because he was at the, uh, he was at the University of Virginia Tiki Torch Rally. Uh, yeah. that, that was his picture i i laughed really hard at that i thought that was a great bit well, i wonder i actually kind of wonder if ike Barinholtz, who is a accomplished comedy writer himself came up with that came bit. up with yeah. that idea that was pretty funny
1: well i loved i also loved when they're selecting the people and it's like guys we can't select every single one of them we can only choose 12 and they just like because they keep wanting to and then once it gets to, like, the first black guy, they're like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 just bending over backwards to be, you know, politically correct, and it's just, ugh.
0: I wish they would have maybe given a little bit more scenes, because you don't really get to any vibe of the liberal people until that, you just get the one big bunker sequence, you know? You, you get yeah. you get the gas station scene, which I think was good and like gave us a nice nuanced view.
1: I think it. I think I would have loved to see that couple interact with the others.
0: Yeah, that could have been a little bit more
1: because they they barely do anything in the scene when they're choosing the victims.
0: Yeah. Again, it's a minor complaint, but it was like it does. That bunker scene is a little jarring because you're with like four new characters, basically. I guess we've seen them briefly maybe in the plane at the beginning. But it had been like almost forty five minutes since to an hour since we had seen any of those people.
1: That was that was also great. The opening was just they have this guy who wakes up and then Hillary Swank just fucking stabs him with a shoe. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> it was weird that they. How how'd you feel about like them saving Hillary Swank's reveal?
1: I think it would have been really cool if I didn't know she was in the cast, but she yeah, was in think- some of the trailers. Like, I think.
0: I, agree. I think probably
1: what happened is like they didn't want her to be in the trailers, but yeah. the marketing team just did it anyway.
0: But is it I mean, Hilary Swank is a two time Oscar winning actress, I believe. But is she a big enough like I guess you would never expect her to be in this movie. But is she a big enough actress to get away with that reveal?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I think it's also because she's not normally in films that are kind of of this, you know, horror comedy action vibe.
0: She did that horror movie with like the haunting I've heard of what was that called? There's sort of, like she's uh, in the yeah, south. I, um
1: Yeah, that was not a good movie. But she's she's like known for more like big prestige genre stuff i don't like the term but oscar bait is definitely something she's kind of so it is like this big this big thing you're just like holy shit i wouldn't expect her it's like i i had the same reaction when i forgot judy dench was in chronicles of riddick which i'm watching right now it's like how how did this happen that's that's the kind of reaction i think i would have if i had seen her in this movie without knowing she was in it beforehand
0: i don't disagree with the idea that it's surprising for her to be in this movie i'm just saying she's not culturally relevant enough for the reveal to work if that makes any sense
1: yeah no like i think i think for people like us who know who she is and have followed her
0: like if that reveal it was jennifer aniston that that fits better for yeah that i don't know like yeah. that, you know it's
1: although do you think jennifer aniston could have pulled off as pulled this off as well as hillary swank i i love jennifer aniston but i i don't know man like
0: well i don't know if she could pull off the physicality uh swank has shown the ability to pull that off in the past maybe it'd be a little more jarring too if it was someone we considered frail and they were like buff or something like that. I don't know. Yeah,
1: just like Ellen or uh Sarah the uh, Hamilton Connor. like Terminator 2 jacked, like <laughs> out of nowhere.
0: I don't have much more to say about the hunt. What was your you said your favorite bit. I think my favorite bit from the movie was just the opening. Like I, I, I don't think the movie my peak was the beginning sequence as they kept killing off who we thought was going to be the lead. But I don't think the movie really dips below that either though. I think it peaks early and then it rides right on through to the end i think for me so like i said i think the flashback kills the movie's momentum just a little bit but that scene's not super long and it gets right into the big fight at the end of the movie which is uh, really well done we got anything else on the hunt
1: i still i'm just like i i i had so much fun watching this movie like god just such a good fucking movie
0: good movie go see it that's gonna do it for this bonus episode Short and sweet, just like the movie. If you need something to watch, I think that, like Ben said, it's it's from Blumhouse, but Blumhouse, but it's it's like an action. I mean, it's well, gory. Yeah, it
1: has it has mild horror elements, but I, yeah, like, and I feel like Blumhouse is really turning around. I used to like shudder when I saw Blumhouse I was like, Ugh. but now they're like actually making legitimately great movies. So.
0: That's they've really been making cool. good movies for a while haven't they
1: but they also make a lot of really terrible ones
0: yeah but they're they they can afford to try out things because they true. do make them for so small you know they, but i think
1: i think my but it's like blumhouse for me it used to be movies more like what was that truth or dare like that's what i used to associate with them as movies of like that but now it's like we have like get out and we have uh the hunt we have shit like that i was just like wow blumhouse is making like not only solid but great films now
0: Plumhouse productions they've done this is their i guess it's f- sorted by popularity on letterboxd get out whiplash black Klansman. wait they did whiplash split glass <laughs> halloween upgrade happy death day invisible man hush
1: yeah see but all of these are in like the past 15 sure. years or so like they used to not make good movies like
0: i don't know the gift was good that movie's kind of old
1: that's within the past 10 years but th- like, that's a
0: long time to be making good movies
1: <laughs> yeah but i'm telling you it's like back in the day i would just like like blumhouse would be like ah you know what i'll wait till it's free somewhere so their earliest movie was
0: paranormal activity that there was that there's 3 Which is a strong support. start. Um Insidious, which we just did on this podcast. Sinister, uh, how do you feel about Sinister?
1: About the same as I feel with Insidious, but I haven't seen Sinister in about as long as I hadn't seen Insidious.
0: They did The Purge. That franchise has the, been long respected, no. Uh,
1: they're like guilty pleasure movies to a lot of people, I think. Like I I, I think like the, the newest first Purge, Purges
0: are considered quite good, I thought.
1: I've seen them all, like I I think the first one and the last one are probably my favorites.
0: The others are just kind of eh your favorite movie slight Ugh, God damn it, they've done a lot of stuff. I don't know I think they've they've had hits and they've been more successful lately.
1: I guess that's the way to say it. I think like they're they're like they've been they they ha they still do like they just throw everything in the wall and see what sticks, but a lot more stuff has been sticking in the past
0: well, ten fifteen I think years they have. Better talent coming to them. Agreed. So, yeah, go watch the hunt. And, uh, yeah, you can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. You can find us at middlerow.com, at middle of row on Twitter, at middle of row on Tumblr. Rate and review the podcast.
1: I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at middle of the row.
0: Thanks for listening. Go watch good movies in your house maybe for $20 and remember the best seats are in the middle of the row